everyone. Welcome back to Board Guy Rambles on the Phone. This week's episode brought to you by Rain. I guess. I don't know. I don't have anything. Uh, anyways. Yeah, I, I said last week I wasn't really sure if I'd have an episode this week. And, I mean, there's still nothing in wrestling really worth talking about that much. It's not going to be a wrestling episode. This is just going to be a smattering array of bullshit. I guess. Actually, it's going to mostly be about hockey, probably. I don't know. Maybe a vast assortment of rants? I don't know. I'm turning these uh, windshield wipers off. Anyways, so you don't have to hear that in the background, so it's not actually raining. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the playoffs have been going for about 10 to 12 days now. Uh, uh, the first round's about over. Still got a few series left to go. Uh, really, I should save this for a second round predictions. And I'm still going to do that whenever it's time to. That could be like three days from now, to be honest. Uh, but I just, I, I guess I just feel like talking about it now because I, I don't know. I need something to do, I guess. Uh,. Colorado swept the Blues. Not a surprise. There's, there's, there's nothing to talk about there. Colorado killed them. That was it. Uh, Winnipeg swept the Oilers. And I want to say, you know, I, I can. On one hand, I completely understand that that happened, and on the other hand, I can't fucking believe it. Like. Winnipeg is a good team. It's not like they're bad. Uh, they were tail spinning near the end of the season, but they're—I mean—they are a good team. Um, and the Oilers just—they—they they can't just be McDavid and Drysdale. As good as they are, they can't brute force their way just with the two of them and nobody else. Uh, I know Mike Smith was good for the regular season for the most part. And it's not really... I'm not going to really blame him. I mean, there was a goal or two that was kind of bad, but I wouldn't say it was his fault. Like, I wouldn't say um, he had a meltdown like he had last year against the Blackhawks in the playing round. It's not... It wasn't like that. They were all pretty much one-goal games. Like, the first one was 2-1, to one, and there's two empty net goals, also. I mean, they count as goals, but, I mean, he, Mike Smith let up only two goals. Uh, the second one was a one nothing shutout in overtime. Uh, obviously, then uh, they had, there was a, it was 4-1, and then they lost. Okay, so that's the problem. They still lost in overtime, so it was still close, even if they had an epic meltdown. And, I mean... The, the last game was in three overtime. So, so yeah, I mean, there's a goal or two here and there in that series. I'm sure that he should have had. Like, the tying goal in the third game, I'm pretty sure he should have had. Uh, it was just a shot from the point. I really think he should have had that one. Uh, the winning goal in the second game was not the best but it was green. I think it was redirected. So, like, once it's redirected, 
you just kind of automatically just, eh, it's not their fault. Uh, so, yeah. Some of the, yeah, so, I mean, still you would want to, you still want a better goalie than Mike Smith, though. I mean, like, you don't want to have that be problem with it. And like, uh, Josh Archibald did, did, took a stupid penalty that led to the second goal in the third, third game. So, like, if he doesn't do that stupid penalty, that doesn't happen, and we're probably looking at, le- at at least a game five right now. Uh, I mean, yeah, because if that second goal doesn't happen, then the other two probably don't happen either. Like, Josh Archibald, like, I don't even know if, I, if I've seen what he actually did, but, like, I, I'm told. Like I, I've heard this is a really dumb penalty that he did not need to take. Had nothing to do with what was happening. So yeah, he he's got to be gone. And honestly, if I'm McDavid and Drysdale, I just want to get the fuck out of there at this point. How many years can they do this and just do the same thing over and over? You do this every year, and you either make the playoffs and do nothing. Or you don't even make the playoffs. Like I could, I wouldn't want to be there anymore. He's the best player in the world. It's not his fucking fault. Like you can't like you get as many points as he does, but you can't expect him to score seven goals in every game, or both, or between the two of them. You can't expect that. Like they, like this is probably the best team they've had in recent years, and they still did this. And I know Connor Hellbuck is very, is very, very good, and he's much better than Mike Smith, no questions asked. But still, Connor McDavid, still Leon Draisaitl. Like every, we had every reason to believe that they were going to make it through this, this round. And I don't know, like, there really isn't a way for them to, you you can request a trade all you want. You make a ton of money. What team is going to be able to trade for that? Like, you really can't even do that trade. I mean, you can't, like, no team does that trade unless the, the player is forcing them to. Obviously, but uh, even if you it gun to your head, if you had to trade them, how? Like, like who has assets to trade for that? That kind of because like you have to give up. You hit first off. You have you're gonna have to give up a lot. This is like you're gonna be trading multiple players and multiple draft picks. I'm not. I don't know who has that to to do that. But at this rate, like like with, uh, how Eichel and uh, Reinhardt won out of Buffalo. Like at this point, McDavid and Trisol, I can't imagine they want to be there any longer. And I can't blame them. Not one bit. I'm seeing in several places, like, people are calling them 
uh, McDavid overrated, and, like, you're fucking psychopaths. But, like, I think even Stephen A. Smith did some shit today, pretending like he knew, like, he even gave a shit about hockey, and talked about McDavid and Dreisaitl, and kind of blamed them. It's like, you can't blame them. This isn't basketball where one player will make the it's an, will make sure automatically that your team's going to win. And if if it's and if one player does do that, it will be a goalie anyway. Uh, like in basketball, that can happen. Like basketball, like you can have players getting thirty plus points a game and. Play, that player will carry you to victories, because that that's possible in basketball. It's not like it's impossible for that to happen in hockey. It's just not the same. It's not like you running up and down the court and you're throwing a, a ball into a hoop. Like th- this is hockey, where you're skating up the ice, avoiding people knocking you the fuck over or hitting you with their stick, and trying to put a small uh, puck into a net that's guarded by a another, uh, like, six-foot-tall human being with with pads and a stick and a glove. And there's only so much room. It takes a lot more effort to score a goal than it does to make a basket. You want to, like, that should be obvious to anyone. You want, like, otherwise, you know, hockey games would also be, like, 80 80 to 74, or 100 to 91. 80 to 74 is probably the low end of a basketball game, to be honest. Uh, like, this is a completely different thing. Yeah, people have multi-goal games, but it's not like basketball where, like, uh, the like points in basketball don't come freely. I'm not trying to m- make it seem effortless. It's not. But you're comparing apples to oranges here, where, like, in basketball, the team that you think is supposed to win usually wins. It and like sure there are upsets. It's obviously not like there's never been upsets in basketball or anything like that. But usually the teams in basketball you think are going to win are the ones that win. In hockey, anybody can end up winning. And much and on a much more like much more often anyway. Like I mean, the Kings won in 2012. They were an A seed, etc. Any team can win on any day. I mean, Nashville won two games in a row against Carolina in double overtime twice. They almost won up 3-2 three to, three to two today. They Ultimately, they didn't, but they had a pretty good chance to. And, I mean, moving on to, like, if you're moving on to that, that goalie interference, uh, disallowed goal today was not goalie interference whatsoever. If we're being perfectly honest with ourselves, no matter how many times they say that that was the right call, that it's absolutely not the right call. Nobody was even touching the goalie besides the Nashville Predators guy that was next to the goalie. 
you will never be correct about that if you say that's goalie interference. You can say it a billion times, you'll be wrong a billion times. Uh, but ultimately, I, th- uh, I think Carolina, Carolina will now definitely win the series. Between one of the final two games, I think they'll get it. Nashville does not belong in the playoffs. The only thing this series has done has... It's kind of shaken my confidence about Carolina beating Tampa Bay in the second round, uh, especially the way Tampa Bay has looked against Florida. Oh, it's raining again. Uh, must be because I mentioned the lightning. Uh, Tampa has looked amazing. Florida has extended the series to the sixth game, which is nice. I like. I I want the series to go as long as possible, and it's not like it's impossible for Florida to come back. Like. Spencer Knight did really well in the most recent game. If he steals game six, maybe. Uh, I mean, because game seven will be in Florida. That's why you have it. That's why you have home ice advantage. You never know. But, I mean, I, I, I still think Carolina would beat Florida because Florida has had trouble. Uh, I, I do hope they push a game seven because I, I want as much hockey as possible uh, is, is, the, is basically what I want. Uh, but I, I think Carolina could still take Florida pretty handily. I I still think Carolina could beat Tampa, but my confidence in that is a little shaken because of uh, them having as much trouble as they've had with the Predators, which they shouldn't even be having that much trouble. Granted, their two losses were in double overtime, so it's really just Oh well, that's unfortunate. But like they, they've never. It's never like Nashville just like beat them handily. It's always just by one goal. And these are games that Carolina has outshot Nashville by a lot. And the only reason Nashville even won those games is because of UC Soros. And if if it wasn't for that, Carolina would have swept them because uh, they won the first two games handily enough. And, yeah, like, I want to say they outshot Nashville by, like, a margin of, like, 10 to 15 in games three and four, and not combined, both times. Like, it was, like, ten, somewhere roughly between 10 and 15. That's how, mu- how much they outshot them. Uh, or at least it felt like it. Like, uh, Boston beat the at- uh, the Capitals pretty handily. The Capitals just had a meltdown, basically. It's unfortunate what happened to Vanacek in Game One, but after that, it was basically just it was just downhill from there. Anderson had to play Game Two, and it, it looked pretty good until like the last four minutes. The last four minutes, they, like the game gets tied, and they lose in the first minute of the first overtime. It, it was just done. Okay, one game, that's fine. Shit happens. It's unfortunate. One-to-one. Tie. Two two overtimes in game two. Uh, and then Samsonov just fails. And just... And at that point, that was pretty much it. That was pretty much the series right there. Because, uh, uh, I mean... After that, it was it. Boston just won handily the next two games. 
I mean, that goalie interference call, oh, maybe the, like if that didn't happen, they, they might made it three to two when they still had five minutes to tie, to tie it or something. Doesn't matter. And like once they, once them sort of screwed that up, that was it, basically. And anyway, one thing, I like, I'm not gonna say anything. It's just like Bruins fans that are calling people in the Capitals cheap shot artists or something like well I guess you know what it looks like that's all I'm saying I, I guess you do know what it looks like because uh, you watch it all the time in front of your face uh, Islanders and Pens is probably the most boring series happening right now I haven't really watched much of it I've watched some of it uh, Penguins are the better team, but Jari just hasn't impressed me at all. And especially, and it's his fault that they they lost that game. They had a they had a he had a Samsonov level fail. Not the same thing, but bad enough. And now they're down three two, going back to uh, Long Island. So I don't know. I mean. Still don't bet against Sidney Crosby, but I can bet against Jari. I can easily bet against Jari. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't know what would happen in the Boston and Islanders series, but if it's Boston and Pittsburgh, I I don't know about I don't know about you Pittsburgh. I thought that you were gonna just make it to the make it at least to the Final Four, but I don't know now. I don't know. Uh, by the way, I, I didn't mention Florida and, Florida and Tampa game one is one of the best hockey games I've ever watched in my goddamn life. Anyways. Uh, I think uh, I think we only have... Uh, well, okay, Vegas-Minnesota has been pretty good. Uh, Minnesota pushed to game six. In Minnesota, so I mean, maybe they can push a game seven. It just it felt like once Vegas got a hold of, actually got the lead in game two, they 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 broke Cam Cam Talbot. Uh, they solved him. They figured it out. They should have this, but I don't know. Maybe like I still think Vegas will pull it out, but. Uh, Game six will kind of be tough. Uh, and yeah, and then that leaves us with Leafs and Canadians. And the last three games all pretty much what you'd expect. Pretty much perfect for the Leafs, to be honest. And I mean, could do with more, more, not like hiding in a shell in the third period. Uh, second game, they kind of got more power plays, a lot more power plays than the Canadians. And I mean, I think they earned all those power plays, but I also think that they got away with a few things there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, like, 
that kind of helps them. Uh, other than that, pretty, I mean, it's pretty perfect game there. Pretty, and, uh, the one four-minute minor they got last in game three, I didn't see any blood on his face. It looked like there was, he was, like, showing them blood from his gums. And I'm like, if your gums are bleeding, does that count? Because that's not his face. Uh, I really don't feel like that should count for a high stick hand. Like, your your blood, your gums are bleeding. Good job. Like, I could make, like, if I got hit in the face with something and I was playing hockey, I could make my gums bleed too. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I will say the one cross check that led to the penal, the the power play goal that Joe Thornton got tonight. The cross check that was a little weak, in my opinion. Like uh, he just kind of touched him. That was a little soft. I don't really think that deserved to be a penalty, even as a Leafs fan. Uh, but what that first game pissed me off. Uh. Tavares, I mean, like, every, like, Tavares gets knocked over by, uh, Sherratt, and then he basically gets kneed right in the face by Corey Perry. Now, this not, this wasn't intentional by Corey Perry at all. I'm not trying to say Corey Perry did this intentionally. He didn't do it. I mean, Corey Perry's a rat, but this was not him, him, him trying to knee John Tavares in the face. He tried to get out of the way the best he could. There was, there wasn't much more he could have done. He just had it's, – it's really unfortunate. Uh, it looked really, really bad. Obviously, he was stretchered off. He has a concussion and a knee injury from the original hit. The knee injury is whatever. Uh, the concussion is more far more significant. Uh, I mean, like, if it was just the knee injury, he could be back in a few weeks. Uh, but it's not. It's a concussion. And I'm – not here to speculate on when he's going to be back. It's just like this. They showed it so many goddamn times, and I know they have to show it a few times, but you don't have to show it as many times as you did. Uh, uh, you have to show it for context. It, it just, it doesn't, first off, I'm glad he's out of the hospital. He's going to be okay. Uh, Etc. That's the most important thing. They lost that game. I understand. I get it. You're upset. Still could have won that game. And the series coming over, they only lost two to one from a shorthanded goal late in the third period. <sighs> and I'm just not happy. I'm just sad about it. Like. Oh, now you win. I mean, like, I'm not expecting them to win the cup, really. Uh, I mean, I expect them to do well. I expect them to win this series, especially now that they're up 3-1. to one. If they don't win the series now, they can fuck off. Uh, but it's a little depressing. And the 
it's also a problem because everything related to John Tavares on the Maple Leafs, the cover, like, there's a number of players on the Leafs where the conversation on social media is so unbelievably toxic. And John Tavares is one of them. Now, I won't say it's as toxic as goaltenders, because uh, the most toxic behavior from fans is generally related to goaltending and officiating, I would say. Uh, so, then the like the, the the fan base like I'm a I'm a Maple Leaf fan like I'm still kind of view myself as a Maple Leaf fan but like I'm on the outside of the fan base looking in because like I I don't really participate too much in sports talk on Twitter or anything like that like like when I first started a twi- being on Twitter like a decade ago a long time uh, when was I, I joined because I literally joined Twitter because I was trying to win Blackhawks playoff tickets in 2008, I think. And so obviously for those first three to like through 2011 playoffs, like I was very much talking about Blackhawks Twitter and so on. And not that I wasn't afterwards, I still was, but like I after 2011, I'm like I'm not on Twitter to argue with people about sports. I'm, this is not what I'm here for. Because I I got into arguments with people that just lasted for far too long and just just a, a drain on my life. And uh, I still remember the one, the, 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 per, the name, the person's name that, that ended my entire desire to talk about sports with people. Some random uh, Vancouver Canucks fan named Courtney and her one other random friend I forget that person's name like they randomly just decided to gang up on me because I did, because I hated Kevin Bieksa because he was a terrible hockey player and he was very he's very fucking dirty as a hockey player seems like a, de- a decent analyst though so good for him I guess found something that's actually good at uh anyways uh yeah I'm not on like, I talk about it, but I don't get, like, I don't really talk to many other sports fans about it unless they happen to generally agree with what I have to say. And if they disagree, like, if, like even if I, I follow some, pe- some people that don't have the same opinions as I do, obviously, about players and whatnot. I'm like, I, fo- I follow one Leafs fan and that doesn't particularly like John Tavares and... I don't, I just general, I just kind of push that aside. She's, otherwise, she's very, like, really cool. But, not that, not that, not liking John DeVere's me. I'm uncool or anything like that. I'm not trying to say that or anything, but, uh, I'm just saying, like, I'm just like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna move on from that. I'm like, that's just, yeah. I'll just ignore it. It's your opinion. I don't agree with it. I think that's a very wrong opinion, but I'm not going to fight you on it. That's, that's it. It's just like, I'm not here for that. And the problem with Tavares being hurt, now, I, now, I want, want to say that when I, I talk about what this, it's not directed at this one person or anything. But it's just 
that part of the fan base as a whole. I'm not trying to call out anyone specific. Like, just, I'm assuming there's some of them that are happy this happened because they hate him so much. Like, those kind of people I can't fucking stand. I'm, but I imagine those people are out there. Like I'm so ha- I'm I hate this person so much I'm happy this person got injured. Like no, anyone who has that opinion go fuck yourself. And then even if you're not, then there's probably people that are like, see, they've won the three games that he hasn't been a part of. See, they don't need him. They're better without him. No, like. Feel now like I need them to lose just so those people can't be validated. Like, they're doing well, and it has nothing to do with the fact that he's not there. They're doing well because he's not the only good player on their team. And if he was there, they'd be doing even better because he's one of the best forwards in the league, no matter what anyone says. Not Connor McDavid. He's not Austin Matthews. That much I'll give you. Sure, he's sure he's not Connor McDavid and he's not Austin Matthews. Should Austin Matthews be the captain? Yes. Do we know why Austin Matthews isn't the captain? Yes. Like Matthews should have been made captain when Tavares was, but uh, Austin Matthews had some off-ice problems that he shouldn't have been doing during that summer. And that's why Austin Matthews wasn't the captain, isn't it? Now, I think it's been a few years and what he did wasn't super terrible maybe, but like, I think he's probably grown up from that by now, I would hope. If not, then disregard this, but I think within the next few years, you could make him the captain. He is the best player on the team. That's that's no questions asked. But that 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 doesn't mean that John Tavares isn't one of the best four players on your team, because he is. You can say Marner is above him too, sure, but he's at least the third best player offensively on your team. There's no question in that. But dude scored 50 goals a few seasons ago. Had a very good season this year. And like, the whole thing with the Islanders, like, I don't want to, like, not root for the Islanders because people are so toxic about that too. About oh we didn't we don't need you Tavares. We're the Islanders. We're not, we don't need another. We don't need one of the best forwards in the league. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Islanders, you're good. We know, but you're not good because you don't have Tavares. You're good because of the team that you have happens to be good. You have good forwards. You have good defense. You have pretty good goaltending the first few 
Varlamov hasn't been great in the playoffs so far, but that's a different story. He was pretty good in the, during the regular season. Uh, you're not good because you don't have John Tavares. You're good because you're good. And you're telling me you don't... Like, I'm not going to rub it in your face that if you lose, be, oh, that you needed him. Shit happens. You lost. But you you can't tell me that you wouldn't be even better without John Tavares. Yeah, you're good. But pretending you wouldn't be even better than you already are without him, that is nonsensical bullshit, no matter what you say. And I'm tired of hearing people pretend otherwise. And I just, I don't want to continue reading this bullshit. And I don't, also, like, I'm tired of people being, like, literally afraid of Frederick Anderson playing a goddamn game. Like, he's suddenly, like, he's suddenly a bad goaltender or something. That's garbage. Jack Campbell is 100% the goalie they should have started in the playoffs, and he's done very well. But just the thought of Anderson maybe having started game four, because it's the back half of a back-to-back, it feels like like the entire Leafs fan base like just were like trembling in their boots at the thought of Frederick Anderson playing one game. That is sickening. This dude has played here for five years. Shouldn't say here because I'm in Illinois. I'm not in Toronto. But you get the point. And he's a good goaltender. And I'm t- like, and he he's been good for you. Yeah, he's had bad games here and there. So has every other goalie in existence. And, like, that that kind of shit pisses me off, too. Like, you can't blame everything on a goalie when a team loses. And people are so quick to do that. Like, that's the lowest common denominator type of fan. Just automatically blame the goalie, because the goalie's the one who's supposed to stop the puck. Uh, like, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it is the goalie's fault. Like, Samsonov or Jari failing to do their jobs properly. But Bennington also had something like that, too, uh, in Game 3. However, you can't blame them for every goddamn goal. You have to get good defense, too. And sometimes, you get good defense, and you have a good goalie, playing out of his mind, and you get scored on anyway. So, deal with it. It's not always the goddamn goalie's fault that he let up a goal. He could let up four goals, and still, and, you know, it's not doesn't mean any of those four are his fault. But I see people that in my, my fantasy 
actually like, oh, he had a bad day. He's let up four goals. It's like, you're looking at stats. You don't know what even happened in that game. Like, you have to see what happened in that game, how those goals were scored, and actually determine whether he any of those were, like, bad goals. Like, because, like, all four of those could have been, re- like, reasonable to believe that he had no chance of scoring them or, or a chance of saving them. And I'm talking, like, that's, that's nonsense. You're, in this, like, I see some Leafs fans being, like, terrified that he might end up starting one game. As if one game will be the end of them. If Frederick Anderson starting one game when he started the majority of the, the games for you for the past five years. Is the is the end of your season? Then just fuck off. <sighs> Anyways, I think that's all I have to say about hockey right now. We can move on to a few other things. Uh, something about John Cena in China today in Taiwan. I don't know what's going on there, but if if John Cena did something stupid, then whatever. Like if, if John Cena got called out by Ben Shapiro and Ben Shapiro is actually right about something for once in his goddamn miserable life, then John Cena should pre- feel pretty fucking bad about himself for that. Uh, anyways. Uh, I don't know what CM Punk had to change that to his Twitter bio for. I don't know. Like, I don't, whatever. Uh, Patrick Clark released a statement the other day about uh, his situation, about what happened, because he was finally released last week. Finally. And I'm not going to read the statement or anything. I'm just saying it's re- uh, regardless of him being an awful human being, I, it, I think it's still reasonable to say that, like, he was, he's a very creative person, and that his character, like, his character was, despite him being a bit, an awful human being, was very creative. I think we can reasonably say that, even if we don't like him personally. If you're that creative with the character that you had in wrestling, certainly if you give the that kind of a person with that creative of a brain over a year to come up with a plausible story that makes him sound innocent, certainly he has the ability to, to make that kind of story. His story is bullshit. Don't even bother reading it. Give any If you give any creative mind that amount of time, of course he could come up with a plausible sounding story. Uh, I question their use of... I'm not really sure why they had to make today be a day where carrying cross successfully defends this title, just given what today is the anniversary of, and given carrying cross's personal beliefs. Maybe you shouldn't, like, maybe don't have tonight's episode of NXT be, a, be just 
be a highlight moment for him. Maybe don't do that. I don't know. I'm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to tune into NXT fully until they get rid of these really awful champions that they have. I really don't like. All I watched of today's episode was Frankie Monet's in-ring debut. That was about it. It was pretty good. Other than that, I didn't watch it. Uh. Watch one side of my family be aggressively wrong about Israel over the weekend. So that was a thing. I mean, like, I know that's my Jewish side of the family, and they're all putting up these blue squares, and I'm just like, now, if they didn't say I stand with Israel in them, I could move past it a little bit, because obviously, I mean, obviously we're against anti-Semitism, obviously, of course we are, but you're ignoring what's actually happening when you're posting these, and the fact that Israel is committing a genocide against Palestinians, you're just going to ignore that, and you're saying I stand with Israel. If it was just being against anti-Semitism, and there wasn't something else happening, I mean, it's been happening for a long time, but uh, not just saying if it wasn't something that was elevating in the past few weeks or so, uh, and it was just about standing against anti-Semitism, okay, that would, that would be fine. Now, it's just like they're all posting them everywhere, and I'm like, I want to say something. It's like you're, you know, like Israel is a, extremely in the wrong here. You, like, why are you stand? Like, you're basically just saying I stand with in Israel committing a genocide. So, yeah, and like one of like one of them has a blue square that says, "Oh, the United posted black squares last year for." For Black Lives Matter, and like you should be ashamed that you're not posting these blue squares. And I was like, no. First off, these black squares. Now, obviously, I understand the intent of them too, and obviously, that's a good like. On one hand, yeah, that's a good thing. On the other hand, it's all performative. It doesn't actually mean anything. It's just a black square. You think you're doing something. It it, it drowned out a lot of actually more important information at the time. It's not activism. Uh, like, I get the sentiment, obviously. I support the sentiment, but, you, like, all it really was was people being performative, and it wasn't any form of any actual activism. It did more harm than good. And so, first off, shaming them for not doing it on one hand, just because like, shaming them because you you did it for that, but you're not doing it now, I'm like feels a little uncomfortable to me. And also, the blue squares are also not activism. And three, most of them are pro, also being like I stand with Israel, which it, again, Israel is committing a genocide. So get with the program. That's just, 
Uh, just considering a small rant about something that happened at work. But I think it would be kind of frivolous after what I just said. So I think that's going to be the end of this episode. And I will have a round two prediction episode sometime in the near future. Could be as early as Thursday. Because every game now is an elimination game. So it could be as early as Thursday. Or not too long after. Hope everyone has a good night.